1: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, Positively FedEx.
2: Breaking news tonight, the dire warning from the CDC. The fall and winter will be a difficult time in America. Why director Robert Redfield has a new message on masks. If everyone wore them for the next four to eight weeks, we could drive this pandemic into the ground. The new epicenter, Florida sees its deadliest day yet hundreds in intensive care. By the Florida governor says he needs 3,000 nurses from out of state to help COVID-19 patients. A CBS News exclusive with the president on closing schools. Mistake. On the Confederate flag. All I say is freedom of speech. On why African-Americans are dying at the hands of police.
3: And so are white people.
2: Breaking news. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in the hospital. We'll have the latest on her condition. Biden's new attack. The former vice president ridicules President Trump's coronavirus response.
4: Please listen to your public health experts instead of denigrating them.
2: And the message behind his new campaign ads. Woman of mystery. Tonight, Jeffrey Epstein's alleged accomplice denied bail. As authorities report, she had three passports and more than $20 million in a dozen bank accounts around the world. And tonight, how social media helped a lost dog tag make its way to a grateful military family after almost half a century.
5: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. There's a lot of news as we come on the air tonight, including our exclusive interview with President Trump, and that news just coming in about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has been hospitalized for the next few days. But we're going to begin with the breaking news on the rising death toll from coronavirus and that ominous new warning from the CDC. Tonight, Florida, Alabama, Nevada, and Utah are all setting records for the number of people killed by the virus in the past 24 hours. And with infections now spiking in 30s, in 39 states, hospitals are facing a crisis, with ICU beds along with doctors and nurses now in short supply. Today, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Robert Redfield, projected things will only get worse later this year. And he's calling on all Americans to wear masks, saying if everyone across the country used face coverings, the virus could be stopped in the next few months. President Trump appears to be changing his view on masks tonight. In our exclusive CBS News interview, he's now encouraging Americans to follow CDC guidelines to wear them. But he's not backing down on his plan to reopen schools in the fall. He says parents and children are, quote, dying from the trauma of not being back in the classroom. Well, there's also some promising news to report tonight about one of the vaccines being developed here in the U.S. Shares of Moderna jumped up 16 percent after the company said its vaccine produced antibodies in all of the patients who received the shot. Well, There's a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage from Miami. Good evening, Manny.
6: Good evening, Nora. Today, the CEO of Miami's largest health system said one-third of all of their patients have COVID-19, and nearly 200 of their employees have come down with it too. This on a day when Florida reported 132 new deaths, a one-day record. The steady stream of new COVID 19 patients into Florida hospitals is pushing doctors and nurses to their limits. Dr. Mark Sapino is just back at work at Jackson Memorial's ER in Miami after contracting the virus himself.
7: And it's really about keeping our heads above water. How much longer can you go like this? Right now, we have the resources we need, fortunately. How much longer can we go? That's a great question. I I think part of the challenge is not knowing how much longer there is to go.
6: Governor Ron DeSantis said he's bringing in 3,000 nurses, many from out of state, for relief. But one Florida nurse who went to New York City to help during the height of the outbreak there, only to now be dealing with it at home, says getting new nurses could be difficult.
8: Right now, Texas is sucking in all ICU ER nurses they're getting all the specialty nurses Arizona is getting the leftovers of that so what does Florida get
6: all of those states need them I think if we could get everybody to wear a mask right now I really do think over the next four six eight weeks we could bring this epidemic under control CDC director Dr. Robert Redfield warned the risk of not wearing masks over the next few weeks could be dire i do think the fall and the winter of 2020 and 2021 are going to be probably one of the most difficult times that we've experienced in american public health in texas where hospitalizations have surged nearly 60 percent over the last two weeks some smaller hospitals are having to turn away COVID patients in the rio grande valley ambulances are waiting five to 12 hours to deliver patients in arizona moises ramirez loza has been on a ventilator for more than a week His first room floor, a saving grace, allowing his children to keep vigil.
2: We literally just speak through the window as loud as we can. Sometimes
8: you can see tears falling down.
6: New York pressed ahead today with an effort to require visitors from 22 states to self-quarantine or face up to a $10,000 fine. And with the Republican National Convention in Jacksonville just over a month away, organizers are planning to move events to outdoor venues given Florida's COVID-19 surge. There is a first in the race for a vaccine. The company Moderna published in a peer-reviewed journal that its vaccine candidate boosted the immune responses of all the volunteers who are part of its early trial. Clearly, more research is needed, but Nora, it is viewed as an encouraging start
2: promising news on the vaccine front. Manny, thank you. We're going to turn now to our exclusive interview with President Trump and his comments on coronavirus reopening schools and excessive force by police. CBS's Catherine Harridge also asked the president if there should be a federal mandate wearing masks or if that's up to governors.
3: They can have their own guidelines, but they go by the CDC guidelines. And right now that's saying wear a mask. And that's okay with me. That's good. Would you urge Americans to wear a mask? If it's necessary, I would urge them to wear a mask, and I would say follow the guidelines.
1: Okay. Um, Let's talk about testing. Back in March, you said every American who wants a test will get a test. But one of the major labs in the U.S. announced today that the average wait time for a result is about seven days. So is the national testing strategy working?
3: Uh, Working? We have 45 million tests as of, I think, today, approximately 45 million tests. No other country tests like us. In fact, I could say it's working too much. It's working too well. We're doing testing, and we're finding thousands and thousands of cases.
1: What can you do to speed up the testing result time?
3: There are different kinds of tests. There are tests that are very good, very strong, where you send it to a laboratory. The best thing we can do is we're doing more and more of them is on-site testing. So you can wait a half an hour, or you can wait... In some cases, like in Abbott, you could wait five minutes for the testing. Will you push for more on-site testing? I like it the best. I mean, I like it the best. It might not be as accurate, by the way but I like it the best.
1: On education, the Los Angeles School District is the latest and one of the largest in the country to say they're not going back to school in the fall. Mistake. What do you tell parents and teachers who feel that it's unsafe to go back?
3: I would tell parents and teachers that you should uh, find yourself a new person, whoever's in charge of that decision, because it's a terrible decision, because children and parents are dying from that trauma, too. They're dying because they can't do what they're doing. Mothers can't go to work because all of a sudden they have to stay home and watch their child and fathers. Uh, what's happening? You know, there's a tremendous strain on that whole side of the equation. So it's a
1: balancing It's a balancing act. Is it is a
3: balancing saying. act, but that we have to open our schools.
1: President Trump, back in 2015, you said the Confederate battle flag belongs in a museum. Do you still believe that? All I say is freedom of speech. It's very simple. My
3: attitude is freedom of speech. Very strong views on the Confederate flag. With me, it's freedom of speech. Very simple. Like it, don't like it, it's freedom of speech.
1: Would you be comfortable with your supporters displaying the Confederate battle flag at well, political events? You know,
3: it depends on what your definition is. But I am comfortable with freedom of speech. It's very simple.
1: But you understand why the flag is a painful symbol for many people because it's a reminder of slavery. Well,
3: people love it, and I don't view. I know people that like the Confederate flag, and they're not thinking about slavery. I look at NASCAR. You go to NASCAR. You had those flags all over the place. They stopped it. I just think it's freedom of speech, whether it's Confederate flags or Black Lives Matter or anything else
1: you want to talk about. It's freedom of speech. Let's talk about George Floyd. You said George Floyd's death was a terrible thing. Terrible. Why are African-Americans still dying at the hands of law enforcement in this country?
3: And so are white people. So are white people. What a terrible question to ask. So are white people. More white people, by the way. More white people.
1: Is phase two of the trade talks with China dead?
3: Uh, I'm not interested right now in talking to China. So is it on hold on the back burner? Look, we made a great trade deal. But as soon as the deal was done, the ink wasn't even dry. And they hit us with the plague. Okay? So right now, I'm not interested in talking to China about another deal. I'm interested in doing other things with China. And
1: how will you hold the Chinese government accountable for COVID-19? You'll see. You'll see.
3: It's not for you. It's for me.
1: But you will hold them accountable. You'll see. And we looked into the president's claims about law enforcement deaths. Researchers suggest that black people are about three times more likely to be killed by police. But the overall number of white people killed is higher because whites
2: represent a larger percentage of the population, Nora. All right, Catherine Harridge, with that big interview tonight. Thank you, Catherine. And there will be much more of Catherine's interview with the president tomorrow on CBS This Morning. We want to turn now to that breaking news on Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She has been admitted to a hospital for treatment of a possible infection. CBS's Paula Reed has the late details tonight. And Paula, what do we know about her condition?
8: Nora, Justice Ginsburg is 87 years old. She has survived four bouts of cancer. And in a statement tonight, the court says that she was evaluated last night at Sibley Memorial Hospital in Washington after experiencing fever and chills. And this afternoon, she underwent a procedure at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore to clean out a bile duct stent believe- that was placed last August. Now we're told by the court she is now resting comfortably, but will remain in the hospital for a few days to receive intravenous antibiotic treatment. Ginsburg's health has been under close scrutiny recently, especially by liberals who are concerned about what her retirement or death could mean for the court. She has been hospitalized twice in the past year. And just moments ago, the president was asked to react to this news. He said he was not aware that she had been hospitalized, but said that he wished her the absolute best. Nora.
2: Paula Reed, with all that new information. Thank you, Paula. Today, Joe Biden unveiled a $2 trillion plan to fight climate change and create jobs in the post-COVID economy. He also took aim at the president's record. We've got more now from CBS's Ed O'Keefe.
9: Speaking near his Delaware home today, Joe Biden ridiculed President Trump's response to the coronavirus.
4: It's gotten bad enough that even Donald Trump finally decided to wear a mask in public.
9: The president, who wore a mask to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center over the weekend, was also criticized by Biden for failing to listen to medical professionals like Dr. Anthony Fauci.
4: Please listen to your public health experts instead of denigrating them. Do your job, Mr. President, because if we can't deal with the public health crisis, we can't deal with the economic crisis.
9: Biden's strong showing in key swing states like Arizona, Florida, and Texas, current coronavirus hotspots, is due in part to the president's handling of the pandemic. And the Biden campaign is now planning to run TV ads in those states.
4: This virus is tough, but Texas is tougher. We can stop the spread, and it's up to all of us to do it. I will not abandon you. We're all in this together. But the commercials make no mention of the president,
9: just of the crisis. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News.
2: A new study estimates that nearly 5.5 million workers lost their health insurance between February and May. That is the biggest loss of insurance in any single year. Researchers say these recent losses are 40 percent higher than the spike during the Great Recession, when nearly 4 million adults lost their health insurance. Well, tonight, CBS News is getting a first look inside a military program testing the effects of COVID on hundreds of Marine recruits who are quarantined at the Citadel, the military college in South Carolina. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman.
7: Most of them are 18, Marines in training for all of one week. But many are headed to the front line. It's important to keep you guys all safe. Of COVID research. Why do young people more easily neutralize the virus? Navy commander and immunologist Dr. Andrew Letizia leads the study. We need to understand what those things are in order to further dive down into how our bodies can best and most effectively fight off the infection. Push the saliva in volunteers give Letizia's team saliva, naval swabs, and blood samples, like Hezekiah Barron. I'm very concerned because we're like with each other, almost like within a very close basis all day, every day. The U.S. military keeps fighting COVID. Back in March, the virus raced through the Teddy Roosevelt aircraft carrier. 1,200 sailors tested positive. One died. Over the weekend... Dozens of Marines stationed in Okinawa were infected.
5: It affects all of us because we can't see it. You know,
7: it's everywhere, but nowhere. Researchers will track volunteers who test positive for eight weeks, how the infection spreads, and the resilience of antibodies and other biomarkers fighting the virus. We can then apply that knowledge of our immunology towards developing the next frontier of medicines as well as vaccines. Ah! Letizia's initial findings, featuring these new recruits, will be published next month. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Charleston, South Carolina.
2: Tonight, we've learned that the coroner's office in Ventura County, California, ruled that 33-year-old Glee star Naya Rivera died of accidental drowning. Her body was recovered from a lake north of Los Angeles on Monday, five days after she disappeared during a boat trip. Her four-year-old son, Josie, was found safe aboard the boat last week. Rivera's former castmates on the TV series Glee gathered at the lake yesterday, and tonight, the creators of Glee are creating a college fund for her son. Today, a federal judge in New York ruled that Ghislaine Maxwell has both the money and the motive to flee the country and denied her request to be freed on bail. It means the alleged accomplice of accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein will likely spend the next year in jail as she awaits trial. CBS's Jerika Duncan reports.
10: Ghislaine Maxwell appeared at today's 140-minute bail hearing by video. She's been behind bars since her July 2nd arrest. U.S. District Judge Allison Nathan determined the 58-year-old British socialite should not be released on bail, saying Maxwell is a substantial actual risk of flight. Prosecutors say Maxwell has links to more than a dozen bank accounts around the world worth more than $20 million in total and three passports in her name two alleged victims provided statements for today's hearing, including Annie Farmer, who said she was groomed and abused by Maxwell when she was just 16 years old, and a Jane Doe who said, if she is out, I need to be protected. Maxwell's attorney claims she's been a target of endless media spin, adding she's not the monster, she's not Epstein. Maxwell pleaded not guilty to all charges, and she will remain behind bars until the trial, which is not expected to start until next summer. If convicted, Maxwell could face 35 years in
2: prison. Nora. Jerika Duncan, thank you. Our next story begins with the discovery. It was a tiny piece of metal that for one family was more precious than gold. Here's CBS's Chip Reed.
5: Earlier this month, 12-year-old Colton Conrad was kayaking with his family in Ohio.
6: I saw this shiny thing in the water, and it was a dog tag.
5: It belonged to a U.S. Marine named Ronimus. And when you found it, what was your first thought?
10: Um, To give it back to the family.
5: His mother went on Facebook, and a chain of responses led to Kimberly Greenlee, whose brother Stephen Ronimus had served in the Marines and died after an accident 46 years ago. Colton and Kimberly met, and he proudly handed over her brother's dog tags.
4: I came home and I held the tags close to my heart, and then I I cried and I had my moments.
5: But she and her sister Brandy knew they couldn't and keep them.
4: I knew in my heart that these tags were to go to his daughter, Danielle.
5: She was just five months old when her father died.
10: It's amazing. You know, he wore this, and... Um... Yeah, it's, it's holding a piece of him right now.
1: I am so grateful for the sweet little boy who found this and made sure that it got back to me.
5: Chip Reed, CBS News.
2: That gave me the chills. And Danielle says she is happy she has something physical from her father that she can pass down to the four grandkids and great-grandchild he never got to meet. And on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we head to Sweden, which never locked down. Some say there's an important lesson there for America. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D.
3: Valladaris. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.